Hey friends, individual and household actions have the potential to produce roughly 25 to 30% of total emissions reductions needed to avoid dangerous climate change. So this is 2030 Today, a special season of The Commute where we present a practical guide to save the planet. And we promise it's going to be fun. On this week's episode, Adam takes me grocery shopping. Rubes, coming at me with the hard facts right off the bat. Right off the bat. But you know what? You know how they say you should never go grocery shopping hungry? Yeah. I'm pretty hungry, so I don't know if we should be doing this now, but I'm excited. So we're breaking rule one, which is go to the grocery store well fed, but that's okay. We learn for next time. We learn for next time. So we're going to go shopping. You're going to teach me about all the things to do with how you should shop green in New York City, which, and I, I, I've said this in the first one we did, I'm a bit of a skeptic. It's a hard city to to shop for groceries in. I think it's an expensive city normally to shop for groceries in, but I never think about a lot. I think about things like organic food, but I don't think about the far-reaching consequences of minute decisions that I make when I go shopping. So I think this is going to be a, an interesting episode for me. Yeah, and look, it doesn't just apply to people living in New York City. This applies to people living anywhere, cities, towns, all, all over the world. So you have your New York City hat on, but I think what we're going to go through today is going to, it sounds like it's going to surprise you, but also it's applicable for everybody. So, yeah, let's take a look. Right, well, Adam, here we are in Seatown. Packaged food section. We're, yeah, we're going to go right past the packaged food section for a second. We'll come back to that. Because all I see is like mountains of plastic here and it scares me. We're going to go in and take a right. I've got my my shopping list. I've been given my marching orders. Oh, we didn't get a cart. I'll get one. I'll have to get one from the front. I'll get one. Key number one, I have a list, right? That's the thing on the list. Never go shopping hungry. Always be prepared because you don't want to buy food that's eventually going to go off because you never ate it. We're in, we're in the veggie section. We're going to skip this whole section. We're going to go straight to where it says organic. Rubes, I got, I got zucchini on my list. We want to focus on this little, ex, this little area that says USDA organic. Uh, why? I'll tell you what, though. When, I, when we go shopping normally, my wife and I ah, get... See that, see that plastic bag you got in your hand to put your greens in it? <laughs> I actually just do that by replay. Here's the thing. I don't normally use plastic bags. I did it because I thought you'd want it. Well, now, now that you put your hand inside it, we're going to have to use it. But yeah. I actually have bags already in my pockets for, for, for green produce, re, reusable oh, wow, ones. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put your green produce in? Yeah. Isn't that like your produce produce? Like at the end when they put the checkout? Or you mean you put them when you go in the actual... No, nah, look at this guy right here. It's oh, like wow. a little cloth bag that you that you can wash and this, stuff. But it's a tiny little cloth bag that you can get for your produce. That, yeah. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But Do you want to use that? since your hand's inside the plastic bag yeah, already, no, I'll put it two, two organic zucchinis, please. Uh, to answer your question, organic, because aside from organic veggies being a little bit healthier for you, there are fossil fuels used to make the pesticides and all the bad stuff that they spray veggies with, right? So if you're eating organic, you're not getting pesticide-laden veggies. Uh, it also means that the health of the soil in the farm is probably better because it's not getting sprayed with pesticides. Uh, soil's a natural carbon sink, so the better care you take of it, the more carbon it holds in. But when you're spraying your crops with pesticides all the time, it doesn't really work. Really? So, is that like a thing? So if you if you mess your soil up, it 
deteriorates in terms of being a carbon sink. Absolutely. That's where like this whole part of this whole thing about like regenerative agriculture comes in. Let's walk and talk. It is is about taking care of, of soil, which we can get into some of that stuff later when we talk about meat. But one of it is not spraying your soil with with pesticides because when soil goes shit, then it releases carbon and it's actually even worse for the planet. But all right, moving on. Oh, actually, Nutella's on the list. Ooh, hello. So I had a little heart attack about Nutella not too long ago because it has palm oil in it. I'm probably going to have a heart attack because of Nutella in the not too distant future. <laughs> You're either going to get it from from EnviroShock or from yeah. just like eating too much Nutella. <laughs> Turns out Nutella's good. Some people have been saying in the news like palm oil's been getting a bad rap because the deforestation that happens to plant the trees that give palm oil, which there's a big demand for, is very bad for the environment. But that's why if you go to like Nutella's website, they actually have a whole page dedicated to talking about how the palm oil they use is actually sustainable. It's because it's gotten such a big, bad rap. Are we not going to get away from We won't be able to get away from palm oil, right? The, the idea isn't to get rid of all palm oil. No. Palm oil itself isn't a problem. It's what they do in places like Indonesia where they're doing mass deforestation of existing forests to grow trees for palm oil which ends up being bad for the okay. environment because right. of the release of carbon and, and all, all right. that kind so of stuff the, yeah. the, the lesson is Nutella is good and yes. knock off Nutella isn't yes so but you just got to keep keep in mind when you think when you're looking at like other things with palm oil you know you might not feel like researching it in the moment but if there's something you buy all the time that has palm oil you can do a quick google to, to, to see what kind of palm oil they're using whether it's sustainable or not let's go here learn about our comments the commitments on sustainability yeah. on the Nutella label yeah companies are paying attention they're, they're, they're starting to show their green credentials whether they're true or not alright what's next on the list Adam next on the list I'll tell you what's not on the list Rubes bottled water so you and I have some beef on this don't we Plastic's bad, man. You, took, you got rid of my bottled water from our company's fridge with your crusade. Why do you need free plastic bottles of water when I you like can have a nice water, reusable swell oh, bottle yeah, or whatever? Look how you much know? there is there. Look how much plastic bottles of water there are here. So we're looking at an entire wall of plastic Crazy. water bottles. The Voss bottle. Look at the Voss bottle. There's no need for a bottle that looks yeah. like that. But you have like a couple of glass options like Topo Chico, Richard's Rainwater. Voss glass? Let me check. Oh, do that again. Ooh, you like that there you go. Oh, fancy. But your, Mate, your thing is if you're going to get bottled water, to get glass bottles, obviously. Even then, well, it's even New York City, man. The tap water is the best bloody water it's in the world. It's funny how many people don't believe that, including my own wife, who won't drink the water out of the tap. What? Though- All right, we need to go into the dairy aisle. Yeah. Found the dairy aisle. Yeah. So um, I need to get buttermilk my Thanksgiving turkey which would have passed by the time we air this uh, local to actually this area oh yeah it is New York New York or the, Five Acre or, Farm or the brand is just called local and that's yeah, how they get this it. one is distributed by Five Acre Farm oh, yeah. New York New York so buying local is a big one Be- this says distributed by Five Acre Farm 199 Water Street New York New York this is like around the corner from where I live there's no farm there's no farm there. in downtown Manhattan so it's probably made somewhere else but I guess it's distributed by this company. Yeah, was. see, I told you, they got you. They, they they branded it local buttermilk and they tricked you, man. You yeah. gotta look out for that shit. That's like literally around the corner from me. Yeah, there's no way. Unless I'm aware of, there's no dairy farm down in near Wall on, Street. On Wall Street, yeah. They got you. And it doesn't actually say where it came from, so 
that'll what, tell you a thing or two. Mate, on all the different types of almond milk, walnut milk, all the different milks. From a health perspective, it's good. From an environment perspective, I'm led to believe it's not that good. All nut milks, like any replacement for dairy, is really good. Full stop. Oh, really? Because don't they have to do a lot more planting and clearing of the almonds and whatnot? So with almonds specifically, they use way more water than all the other nut milks. So I've found that I like oat milk, so I just use that instead. And I, I barely drink real milk anymore. But just generally speaking, just like with beef, animal agriculture, dairy, it, its carbon emissions are huge because of land use, because of the carbon emissions out of feed that's used for cows, for milk, all that, all that kind of stuff. Like, it's all pretty bad. And honestly, like, I started drinking, like, oat milk and stuff a few years ago. I don't miss real milk at all, and you just find what works for you. Uh, you really don't need to be drinking milk. Cheese, on the other hand, I'm still going for the real stuff. It would be hard to talk me out of that, but milk, I don't feel the need to buy the new stuff anymore. Mm. All right, so we should probably get some of this real butter Oh, we need to get some eggs. We're going to skip cheese because i got nothing but good things to say about cheese. I feel like this is an easy one. I have no idea why there's so many plastic containers of eggs. So at a minimum, I will only take the cartons. cardboard cartons. Yeah. That should be rule number one with shopping is try and avoid plastic by all costs. Plastic's bad for the environment. It uses fossil fuels, all of those things. I've never quite understood all the different types of it. Cage-free, cage right? It's got to be cage-free. So that's another bunch of BS that's here in America. The only thing that you really need to pay attention to is whether it's organic or not. And I honestly don't buy organic eggs that often because they're so expensive. Basically, you have to be careful when they say cage-free or free-range because technically for you to get that sticker, you only need to let them out of the cage for like a small period a day. What about so this one here that says Certified Humane? You could probably go to that website, certifiedhumane.org, and see if it's real. It might be. This is where you need to do some research about like what your local egg offerings are. Probably one of those things where it's actually, to be humanely raised, you just be raised by humans. Yeah. So what I generally try and go to is I've, I've found like the one that I researched once and I just always buy that and it's usually a local egg, which is the, this brand. This is the one for me just because it is, let me double check where it's based out of, Pennsylvania. Down Water Street as well, near me. Water Street, yeah. Yeah. So we'll throw that in the thing and we're good. I need to get some, some minced beef. So we're just going into the meat aisle, but I'm going to tell you why we're not going to buy it from here. The engine room of American agriculture. I got a, a wall of a wall of beef here and chicken and stuff. I'm picking up ground beef family pack. There's absolutely zero information that tells you where this meat came from, what the fat mix is in it. It just says ground beef family pack. No, it's five seven. Probably should be clear. It's the store brand. It's the store brand, right? So I guess if you were like ask the store where they get their beef from, they'd probably tell you. But everything here it looks like is the store brand. Yeah. So what you actually want to do, I, I actually try and only buy my meat from butcher shops now so like because they're local and if you go to the right butcher and you get a relationship with them and understand what their product is like the one that i go to down the street they pull all of their beef their cow their pork all that stuff from local farms that do regenerative agriculture which basically right, so we're not going to buy so no we're not going to buy here at the supermarket no but let's go down because i want to show you one other thing as well I came here to buy prawns the other day, or shrimp as they call them in America. See these jade lion cooked peels and deveined tail off shrimp? Mm -hmm. I was making a shrimp risotto, so I bought those. 
I didn't feel like going to the local fish market because it was out of the way and not convenient and sometimes you're lazy and that's totally understandable. But when I got home, I looked on the back of them. These guys are from Indonesia. These shrimp is from Indonesia. It's from Indonesia, right. which means it's been packed, caught, frozen, packaged, and shipped across the world. That's wild, though. It still gets to me that... You forget. You, you can think... see these things here in Williamsburg, and it started life in some ocean in Indonesia. 20,000 miles away, or how many thousand miles, right? Um, Global supply chain is a crazy thing. I figured this wouldn't be local shrimp when you buy it in Seatown and not mm. at like a local fish market, but I was like, holy crap, this is from Indonesia. Yeah. So that doesn't necessarily mean the food itself is bad, but if you think about the, the carbon, footprint. carbon footprint of transporting these to the other side of the world, you know, and it's somehow still a bit cheaper than buying local. But I tell you what, I had my shrimp risotto and it wasn't actually as good as it normally is because I've used shrimp that's not as good. Mm. You can't beat fresh, fresh produce. Yeah. We're in the cleaning aisle now. Mm. This is something that I buy a lot of just because everyone buys a lot of cleaning stuff all the time. What do I have to look out for here? There's no way around getting a plastic trash bag right now because trash is disgusting and it just needs to be plastic. But at a minimum, the packaging that you buy it in can be paper and cardboard. It's like minimize the packaging that goes around the packaging. Like just try and like the least amount of... I wonder if there's recycled yeah. trash but bags. You, have, you can get recycled aluminium foil. Well, can you? But I heard it's not great. I heard it's quite thin. Uh-huh. I think you should probably try and avoid using aluminium oh, foil yeah, no, completely, or aluminium as they call it. Actually, this is the one we get. We get that one, the heavy duty yeah. aluminium foil. 100% recycled, yeah. new improved, stronger and thicker, over 25% thicker than before. There you go. You know what? I was convinced I was never going to buy it again, but now that I know it's stronger and thicker... Yeah. It's the other thing. Sometimes the green option isn't as good, but it can get better, so don't close yourself well, off to find the green option. The feedback as well. I wrote... Lots of strongly worded letters <laughs> saying, your recycled foil sucks. Trying to be green, but you're not making it easy. <laughs> I don't have a ton of knowledge in the household cleaners space, but we are finding little applications here and there where if you just Google an environmentally friendly way to clean the blah, 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 you'll find some YouTube blogger out there who's like, oh, just mix baking soda and this common household cleaner and that's all you need instead of bleach we, we or instead do, of whatever. To be fair, we do get, we get the recycled ones. Well, not recycled, but the, this yeah. one. Yeah. We get the plant-based detergent. Much to my chagrin, but it's more my wife tells me to get it and we get it. Chagrin's a good word, though. It is, but I just, I, I need like, I'm washing detergent that like, it's full of chemicals. Gets the job done. Gets the job done. Yeah. I don't Makes believe, you feel I'm sterile. I'm not sure I believe the plant-based stuff. <laughs> like, what's your view on buying fruit and vegetables that you know aren't in season, so have to come from different parts of the world? Look, everybody loves avocados. It's hard to not want them. But generally speaking, yeah, if you're buying out of season, it's coming from somewhere else on the planet. It's coming from somewhere else on the planet, so the carbon footprint of that is quite big. If you can try and stick to buying locally as much as you can then you're normally buying in season if it's local mm. you know oh there's strawberries right there mate oh yeah fresas rubes you pack a shopping bag well i'm a good shopping bag packer mate i'm a good bag boy all right rubes so i took you shopping what did you learn mate nothing
I learned that there is a farm that's apparently around the corner from me down here in Wall Street, according to quite a few labels that we saw in the refrigerated section. A local farm. A local. That is, that's so much BS. What sort of marketing BS is that? But I did, apart from that, apart from the fictitious farm that's meant to be around the corner from me in downtown Manhattan, um, I learned a lot, man. I thought there's some interesting things that, like, some of these things I know about, right? There are some things that seem common sense, but then there are little things that we were talking about that I definitely will keep in mind when I do the grocery shop. That little bag you have for individual groceries, individual vegetables and fruits, that's interesting because I've always thought we have paper bags for when they bag it at the, at the checkout, but you still have this tons of plastic bags for people who use plastic bags to get all their vegetables when they put it in the um, basket. Yeah, so you talk about fresh produce, right? So Yeah, fresh produce. Just to be very clear here, in my head, dude, it's a no-brainer to the point where I was surprised that you were surprised that such a thing existed. But it just shows how important the mentality is, is that every time you go shopping, you always reach for the plastic bag. You reached for it in that moment when we were there together before I even said anything as an automatic brain thing. And that's the type of thinking that we need to try and teach ourselves against or, or, or unlearn. And I don't think, and just so I'm very clear and for the people listening, I'm not talking about the bags that you get at checkout. I, that's all paper now. And most people, we have cloth bags when we bring them in. I'm talking about the bags that you put your carrots in. No, I think everybody gets it, Ruben. I, I feel like you're no, the I need only to make, one. Because everyone's going to, really... I, I guarantee you, there'll be people who listen to our podcast and will say, how does this guy not know? Everyone's got a paper bag now. I have to like, they talked about myself. plastic bags for seven minutes, making sure everybody <laughs> really, really knew what they were talking about. That, that was one, certainly one thing that I'm going to buy. I think I'm going to, I'm going to go online and find where to buy those bags. Uh, Cause I think that's a, that's a, a really easy thing for us to do. I think the, also the other thing I learned was being a little bit more mindful of where stuff comes from, as in how far things travel. Some of the stuff is unavoidable, but the idea that if you really count the carbon cost for what you buy and where it comes from, uh, like the, the prawns or the shrimps that we looked at from Indonesia – it's it's like you know that happens, but it's such it still is such a mind-boggling scale that something that's fished out of a sea or or an ocean near Indonesia ends up in a Williamsburg sea town. Yeah, and, and you're gonna have a lot of produce like that meat that's from Uruguay or Argentina. In itself, it's not inherently bad, but it's about just understanding what it's taking for something to get to your plate, to get to your grocery store, and so on. One one other thing that it kind of and we touched on a little bit, which is around food waste, right? And just buying less, which we touched on, but I think it might be worthwhile for you to like run through it. The food waste piece is actually super important essentially because, so the data shows that up to 35% of food in high income economies is actually thrown out by consumers. Now in low income economies, it's not as big of a problem because generally poor people eat all of the food that they have. But in high income economies like Australia or the US, up to 35% of food is thrown away. The reason why that's a problem... That's staggering. On a large population countrywide level, that's a huge amount of food. It is. And it's not just about waste. It's not just about, oh, someone in a poorer country might have been eating it or anything like that. From an environmental perspective, that's a huge amount of greenhouse gas emissions, a huge carbon footprint that's going to waste because it's a couplefold, right? 
the production, everything that went into the production of the food, the transportation of the food, but then to boot, when you throw it in the trash and it ends up in a landfill, that wasted food turns into methane and produces methane into the atmosphere. So it's actually quite bad, which is why things like composting are important because you're actually putting your food scraps to use because inevitably you will always have some food scraps like banana peels, fruit, veg, all that kind of stuff that you can't eat. So they kind of go hand in hand is we need to eliminate food waste or cut it down as much as we can and the food that we do have to throw, compost it. I think there'd be a lot of people who would think that stuff decomposes anyway, so what's the big deal? But what you're saying is it, there's, if it, when it decomposes from a compost perspective, i.e. when you compost at home, and when it decomposes when it's in a landfill, has two different methane equations. That's correct. So compost, you're actually turning it back into fertilizer, right? And then you're reusing it. It's going back into the ground, into the soil. It's because it still has nutrients and it's feeding the soil. Whereas in a landfill, it's not feeding soil. Nothing's feeding off it. So it's decomposing. That's why it turns to methane. Now I'm not a super duper expert on it, but compost good, tip bad. Mm. Do you compost at home? I do. Yeah, we have a compost bin. Do you live bin. in Williamsburg? How does that work for someone who lives in the city? I'm glad you mentioned I live in Williamsburg. I feel like we've never mentioned that on this episode or on the show before. So thank you. Yeah. We've never mentioned Williamsburg or China. Just for clarity. I've, yeah. Have yeah. you had two most mentioned words? Is China. <laughs> China and Williamsburg. <laughs> I compost. What that means is to date, I take it down to the park every Saturday and they have a Grow NYC, which is where our mate Spencer works, who we had on for one of our environment-related episodes a couple of years ago. He works for that organization. They collect compost. Most parks in New York City near you will collect them on the weekends and in other cities around the world. You don't have to be from New York to compost. But additionally, what they're bringing back in, which they took away during the pandemic, was there's actually curbside compost pickup. So we have a compost bin that we just got out the front of our place, so we just throw it in there. Uh, lots of places have it. Yeah, it's quite common and you can do it yourself as well. You don't need other people to do it for you if, you, if you're game. And that's the thing, right? I know we talked about what to look out for when you're shopping, when you're buying groceries, but really the couple of most impactful things you can do is eliminate or at least cut down your food waste. The other half of the equation is to just eat less animal products, so le less meat, less dairy. That's, of course, a lot more complicated culturally and all that good stuff everybody loves eating meat like it's it's going to be near impossible to convince people to go vegan and vegetarian that's not what we're trying to do we're just trying to get educated on what are the impacts of all these things and, and let's make the right decisions that work for us we'll have a separate episode in the coming weeks where we go out eating out right not cooking our own food but eating out and i think we'll touch a little bit more on like plant-based diets and cool options like that it's all just about understanding what's going on there I've started to eat less meat over the last few years. It's been a gradual thing. But honestly, I don't see it as me eating less meat. I actually see it as me eating a whole bunch of other stuff I never used to eat that I really like now. You know, it's to me, it's not about subtraction. It's about addition as far as I'm concerned. All right. So a couple of things I've learned. I'm going to first go on Amazon now and buy one of those cloth vegetable bags because I actually think that's an incredible thing. We should put a link on, to that on the, uh, on the, on the, the show notes. Just so we're really clear to the people what the F we're talking about. <laughs> yes. I guarantee there'll be someone we know who listens to this. One of our 10 listeners who listens to this will come to me and say, hey, what do you mean? Didn't you know we all have 
paper bags now. And I'll say, that's not what I meant. <laughs> it's Look, Ruben, it's not you. It's the system. You walk into the grocery store, you just instinctively reach for the plastic bag. It's a, it's a human trait. And I think, mate, the other thing that I've learned is kind of what we just talked on, the composting thing. It's, it's a bit of, I know that it, it's common to you because it's around your area, but I've, I've never even factored in my brain to do that when I live in the city. I think that's actually the overarching theme for this whole episode is just how do you think about your consumption? How do you think about your grocery shopping? And this can apply to other parts of your life as well mm. is just think about it. Just think about it. Let's, leave it, think about let's it. leave it on that. Just, just leave think it about that. it. <laughs> All right, Rubes. Thanks, mate.